Hi guys, welcome to Conversations in the Car with your girl Titi. Hi guys, thank you for um, coming on, supporting the podcast, liking the reads, you know, just showing your girl Horenya, at least she's doing something Yana, in this podcast that's actually shining light to you guys and it's very encouraging and i love you guys and like i just i love you guys so very much and i'm very grateful and i don't know how many times i say i'm very grateful that i actually am um but yeah yeah it's been a great great year and we're heading towards the end of the year and it's it's been a roller coaster of a year honestly and having to be like a young adult it's it's adulting is just a learning curve there's no written manual there'll be like books about how to navigate adulting and stuff like that but the thing is everybody has their own individual unique lives and they're just living it the way they know how you know what I mean? But it is nice when people like share adult adulting one-on-one tips. So basically on today's episode, we're going to talk about um, having to navigate the imposter syndrome as a young adult, right? So on today's episode, I am with Finelo Kue. Po, 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 po. <laughs> How are you, Finelo? I'm doing great, thank you. Yeah. Finelo. So let me introduce Finelo to you guys properly, right? Finelo is an amazing, God-fearing woman that I met in 2018, actually, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, through um, one of my mentors slash family friend, Komoto Jongman. And yeah, from there, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this woman's wisdom. And not only is she wise, she is a young woman. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I found a big sister. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So, Vinella is a chief of staff at the local at a local insurance. I don't know whether it's a safe for me to say the company, but yes, she is a chief of staff at that local um, insurance. She loves people. She loves having empowering conversations. She is passionate about the community. Not only that, she's a woman of faith who loves Jesus, who loves everything about Jesus. And right now, she's currently pursuing her second master's of philosophy in inclusive innovation at UCT. And amongst other things, guys, she can speak Mandarin. (laughs) (laughs) She can speak Mandarin. How? What inspires you? Okay, so, okay, this is actually a very funny story. Mm -hmm. So, there's this guy that I liked in university. Ah, okay. and so he signed up for uh, Mandarin and I was hoping that would be one of my ways that we would spend time together. You know, he was my friend and he's like telling me about Chinese and how Chinese, learning Chinese is like the next big thing and that how he's going to register for Chinese and I'm like, chance! <laughs> so I go register for Chinese and yeah. the guy doesn't actually end up being part of the class. And he never wow. learned Chinese. So there I was, I had paid and wow. I had registered. Wow. And that's how I started Chinese. So, so I'm always grateful to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. That's my Chinese story. And your French story? 
my French story. So after I learned Chinese, then I realized that languages actually enjoy learning languages. So when I came back, I spent some time in China. I came back, I'm like, okay, Chinese in the bag. Now it's time to go and take in French. Yeah. And I did French. I did two levels and I actually found French a little bit more difficult than Chinese. And I actually didn't go beyond two levels, but I'm, I'm going to go back to You're French. You're going to go back. Um, so yeah, that's how I did uh, French and Chinese. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is actually amazing, actually. <laughs> but that story is actually wow. <laughs> the very same person that encouraged you to do Chinese decided not to do it at the end Correct. of the day. But it wasn't was it like a blessing in, in disguise? It really was. It was one of the best blessings. And I constantly appreciate um, that friend of mine. Forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into like icebreaker questions, mm-hmm. Yana, just to get to know you. Uh, a little bit all right mm-hmm. so what is the last song that you listened to to before we came here the last song i actually don't remember um the reason being is like my world is so busy mm-hmm. that i actually don't listen to music a lot really so if i'm in my car silence when i get home silence, silence. so i don't listen to music a lot yeah yes i fidget Oh really? Yeah, when I get into the car, something has to play. No, I, that's my only time when like, I get peace. Really? Yeah. And honestly, like, okay, the song, the last song that I listened to, the last song that I listened to was uh, DJ Shimza. Mm-hmm. I love house music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DJ Shimza. Um, call her by her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you know. I'll check it out. I love house. You love, I love house? house. I do. Yeah. I'll check it out. Okay. Question number two. What is the what is the one item you can't live without? One item I cannot live without. Mm-hmm. A, a book. A book? Yeah. What 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 is the, the latest book that you've read so far? Uh right now I have this book, it's called Boundaries. I actually started reading it yesterday. But mm. I always have a book. I always have a book. Even at work every day I bring a book in case I want to go on a break and I want to read a page or two i can't like yeah everywhere even right now in my bag yeah so that when i take a break i can just read a few pages wow i love reading all right and then if you were not in the profession yet and what would you be you know what i think when i reflect back on my journey i think i'm where i need to be um there's still more that i want to do based on even what i'm studying and so forth but i feel like if I hadn't studied and gone through my current journey, even the desires of the things that I want to do wouldn't be, I wouldn't have recognized, I wouldn't have appreciated them. Mm. But in terms of full time, I think I want to spend more time maybe doing speaking engagements, um, traveling the world and just speaking to nations. Oh, yeah. That's what I would love to do. But I really believe that where I am right now has taught me and exposed me to a lot, enabling me to go that in the next so chapter. So do you like Bo Ambuzi Tempogwaya? Because I know that he's a oh, professional yes. Yes. speaker. That would, be, that would be something that I would do. Um, and that is something I, I will do. You, that you will yeah, do. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. So is that what inspired you to do your second master's in philosophy and inclus- inclusive yeah. innovation? Okay, so what inspired me actually when I did my first master's, which was a master's of arts in development study, I had this passion of solving social challenges, right? Or understanding them a little bit more and desiring to contribute to them. So... And I've always wanted to study it at my current university. 
and at that point I couldn't afford it so I did um, the Masters of Development Studies and I, I enjoyed that but I learned and I realized there's so much more so inclusive innovation talks a little bit more into solving those uh, those solutions or those social challenges from a business point of view which is something that I'm also passionate about so it's it's sort of similar but it's not the core I feel like I have different desires different capabilities and capacities and I'm able to do all of that so what I'm studying is not necessarily the essence of what I would possibly talk about I could though it yeah, could I mean speaking could. you can actually talk about anything, anything and everything yeah so it's just one of those ways where you get to learn and expand your network expand your knowledge and, and so forth so yeah Happy speaking is a form of storytelling. It is. Yeah. And I love telling stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you were to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, dinawa. What are the dinawa? I would, every day. Oh my God. If I, like if I'm sick, that's the one thing I can eat. Mm. If I am in a happy mood, like it, any day, dinawa I would eat. I think all dinawas. Any dinner, mm, do you call anything it? and everything? I would have it every single day. Wow, yeah. that's why I asked you around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, one of us. Okay, no, now I understand. <laughs> we make the best dinners by the way we do. What is the and one last question what is the one thing we don't know about you? I'm very funny. Ah, yeah, crack a joke. Okay, I can't crack a joke now. <laughs> but I, if you spend time with me, you are guaranteed to laugh. Yeah. Yeah, so I enjoy making people laugh. I'm super funny. Wow, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was actually nice, eh? <laughs> no, those icebreaker questions yeah. even opened my mind. I was like, okay, so then I should get to reading. I used to be a reader, mm -hmm. hey? And I don't know. I guess I love reading and watching like series and mm -hmm. stuff like that because i also love stories but i've noticed that i gravitated too much to tv instead of reading so i'm trying to gravitate back to reading yeah i yeah. think a lot of the times you sort of almost can't do both i can't um for me i think when it comes to reading i learn so many different things i'm in places that i wouldn't ordinarily go to concepts that i wouldn't ordinarily know or have access someone sharing them with you and then i don't have a tv at my house because i don't watch a lot of tv yeah so only on my laptop i'll watch like a series once in a while but it's gonna put me to sleep it's my sleeping remedy mm, mm, so yeah mm. my sleeping remedy nowadays is drinking chamomile tea before oh, i go really? to sleep it's become like a routine so it really works yeah i pass out okay yeah i should give it a try it's a healthy way to fall asleep yeah. all right so let's get into the episode mm -hmm. So what inspired this episode is that I've noticed that a lot of my peers be suffer a lot from imposter syndrome. And um, especially when you finish varsity and then you get into like, you, you literally go into the jungle and you discover that the degree that you actually studied, you it's either you want to pursue it or you get into this rut where you're like age but do i really want to pursue it mm. now i don't know what to do with my life right and then there are other people who get into the field or that field they just decide to get into that field and then they're like age okay this whole entire environment in the workplace even in our social groups and stuff like that we feel like we are not adequate to be in the spaces that we're in. And honestly, not only our peers, even I suffer from it. Like um, just recently, 
I got appointed to do like a job that is it's within the field that I I studied, but I have never done it. Mm-hmm. I've done it in theory, but not in like practical. And where I'm at, it's not like I have a supervisor. I'm the whole boss of the whole department, and I'm like, yo, okay, so how am I going to navigate this? And I've had so many instances where I just felt like I did, I wasn't even qualified mm. at all. And I know anybody can relate to this. It takes a jab at your self-esteem and yeah. your confidence. Like it's it 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 attacks your identity in a way. Not even in a way. Yeah. It does. It does it take does. a jab at your identity. So I want you to tell me, um, just help us understand like a little bit of your, your background and then you like take us through your imposter syndrome journey from start, probably from like childhood going on, like looking at your yourself as Bidnelo Koe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, um, I grew up and I experienced rejection at a very young age. And that unknowingly created this desire for me to prove myself at a very young age, right? So when I'm with my friends in my mind, I'm like, I want to be the best friend. You know, I want to be the good one. I want to be the one that's accepted. So I always constantly felt like how I am as a person or what I'm doing is not enough. And because I feel like it's not enough, I keep having to do more and more and more. And I got into the cycle of overexerting myself and it became a habit. I overexert myself generally everywhere, right? And I think that's just where the, 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 the birth of it or the root of it is, was from a place of rejection and feeling like as a person, I am not enough and I constantly need to keep proving myself and proving my worth such that I could be accepted so if I did more for you my assumption and my belief was that you would accept me and eventually do something for me um and I and I realized that as I got older and older this habit of giving and overexerting myself it just kept going on and on and on and then you end up being burnt out and then also the other thing is that people know you as the person that's able to get things done and they keep asking they keep asking so it almost feels like you're never being accepted because like oh no if only you did one more thing oh if only you keep being used yes and you don't realize it and when now what you what you don't recognize is that you're trying to feed this void that another human being can never fill Mm. because even that void they did not even create it they are just people along the way that kept either benefiting from it unknowingly or knowingly but the real thing is that you have to be able to go back to those voices those suggestions and make things right it's not an external thing that someone or an external exercise can fill Mm. so for me that's like one of my stories or rather that where it's really been birthed from but obviously as you get older and you get to realize this pattern and you're like what is going on you know why do I find myself in this situation and my friends at work or in every circle? Why do I find myself always having to be the one that overexerts and never feels like I'm receiving anything? You know, so for me, that's how my journey of uncovering what it is that's going on. I didn't really know it's called imposter syndrome until actually when I started my current program, when we did our first module and someone brought it up. And I, I was like, so it's called imposter syndrome. And I Googled it. And, you're like, what? and I'm like, this is me. Yeah. And really what had happened in that um, class is that, so 
we have like amazing people that we're in our cohort like incredible i mean these people are like changing the world like seriously and i immediately felt inadequate like i'm not comparing to any of these guys i'm not traveling the world i'm not changing the world according to how i felt in that moment right and only to realize that these people that were world changers in my view were also looking at each other and looking at me and saying i'm not like her you know and so here you are and that's why i had my aha moment you have these people that it's clear they're skilled they're talented they're passionate about making a difference but each of us felt inadequate and felt like we didn't belong at that table so for me, when I realized it's not just me who feels inadequate about being at that table, I realized I need to find out more about this and I need to figure it out because it's not true. Of course, I belong at the table. I've worked hard. You know, I'm passionate about making change. Someone else might be making change and employing 100 people. My change can be talking to one or two people and encouraging them to do more of what it is that they're passionate about. But it doesn't nullify the fact that my quantity is two and the next person is 100 that theirs is better and mine is less so for me that's when my journey of really discovering and figuring it out and actually choosing to show up authentically and and healing from this and i i i want to say this it's not like a one day journey or a week you know even when you have that revelation or that awareness it's a journey where you constantly have to um, validate and remind remind yourself of who you are mm. because there are going to be many instances that will come after that will challenge that because this is a narrative that's been implanted in your mind over and over and over again over years so the moment you realize oh no I've got this habit but I need to unlearn this habit so it means it's going to take many instances for you to say no that's not true nope i actually belong in this room yep no i actually want to comment yes i'm part of this team so it takes a journey for you to actually unlearn that um that experience wow that's actually powerful and it's it's amazing that even world changers also have the imposters it's just that was the aha moment it's mind that was the aha moment yeah these these people i was so impressed by them and I kept thinking, if only I could just get that opportunity. And they were thinking, oh, wow. Looking at me and saying, wow, your passion, the way you speak, you know, your presence. And they're admiring me, you know. So I think one of the things you just get to realize is that it's such an individual habit. But it, it's all playing the same trick among us. Hmm. That it's interesting that people that are passionate about something, even for someone who might not have started in their journey, right? But the fact that you've got that heart and there's a voice that says, oh, it's not good enough. No, it's not. You're not good enough. Oh, you're not like this person. This person, it is such a negative um, thought and a voice that messes up instead of building you up. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually very true. I remember there was this one time I I had to do something, but it was work-related, and the voice kept on saying, nah, you can't do it, you can't do it. And I kept on putting it off yeah. because I was listening to that voice because actually I didn't feel qualified, so yes. why should I even pursue it? Until I finally did it, and then I saw that I was actually capable of doing the thing that I was assigned to do. Yeah, yeah. so what do you think... Uh, imposter syndrome is for anybody who's listened for the listener who doesn't really know what imposter syndrome is 
Okay, so I'll just share it according to my experience. I think it's it's a voice that tells you that you don't belong, that you're not good enough, that you are not able, you're not capable of doing this. And it keeps encouraging you to either put things off, procrastinate, ditch the project. Um, it's always negative. So it's a voice that basically says that you're not, you don't have what it takes. But it's so gentle that you end up thinking you are the one saying that. Mm. It's, it's a suggestion. I, I think it's a suggestion that's been allowed to grow and keep having a louder voice inside of you. Um, and to a point where you believe it. So it keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. Because on a general day, I, I'm a go-getter. I get things done. I, I make sure. But there are certain tasks that I feel so inadequate in, in being able to complete. And then one of the things that I've realized that it gives birth to procrastination. Hmm. Because you feel so inadequate to do it that you're like, oh, no, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, no, I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow never comes and you keep putting it off. And then it almost validates to say, you see, you couldn't even get it done because it's been three weeks. I told you you can't get it done. Mm. And the more you believe that, the more you put it off, the more you quit. It's, it's a voice that encourages people to quit. Yeah. yeah. And it's a voice that encourages you to like dim your light, basically. And it's especially the talents that you already have. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at other people who are actually like really good at public speaking, for example, right? You can't help but think that, ish, nah, I, I, I can't really do what that other person is doing. But we all forget that that person once upon a time, yes. before they decided to be yeah. a speaker, they had to actually practice to get to the yes. point that they are. Right. Right. Okay, so I want us to look at the Bible now. There, um, there's an imposter syndrome story that was really encouraging that I came across. You know the story of Moses, right? And mm -hmm. the burning bush experience, yeah. right? Where God was like, I want you to go and free my people mm -hmm. from, from the Egyptians. And then Moses was like, ah, nah. <laughs> I feel like you, you, you got the wrong person because mm. first of all, I stood Astada, mm. yeah. right and then secondly i i i feel like i'm inadequate i don't have the confidence they won't listen to me i there was an incident and i thought that i i was actually helping them yeah. so i just don't feel like you have chosen the right person right and then god was like no, you are the person that mm. I've chosen because you have it in you to do what I tell you to do. And then Moses was like, nah, I, I still feel like you should, okay, can somebody help me then? Mm. And then God was like, okay, fine. Arun will help you do it. And from that story, what do you think, what do you think um, Moses was going through in that situation there? I think that Moses was going through what we go through a lot. Yeah. When an opportunity comes, when you've been told that you are the one that would do this task. Because mm. we look at experience, we look at qualifications, we look at the network and you feel like that is what is required for you to be able to win at this task. But the way that God chooses is not the way that the world chooses. And I think for me, it's important to constantly know that when God has blessed you, when God has given you favor, when God has given you the land, the land is yours. The land has your name in it. Whether or not you come from a poor background, whether or not you're inexperienced, whether or not you do not have 
um, the educational background that you think it's required for you to win at that space. But what God says can never return to him void. So a lot of the times what we're actually juggling is the difference between what God is saying and what I'm seeing the world and how mm. I view myself. Mm. So I believe what Moses was going through was that what we go through. It's like, okay, I might have the desire to help people. But you know I've gone through that experience and, and it didn't work out well. So maybe I did not see right. Maybe I, I'm not the person that's able or capable or called for this. And the world can also be like, oh, but you can't even speak. And not only did he know that he stutters, but I'm sure people have, had validated and said that to him. It's like, you, you don't speak. So he grows up with this knowledge that he cannot express himself and this opportunity comes and he's told you are the right one and so he's validating he's looking back what people have said he's looking back at what he has said and what he knows to be true from outside experience or appearance and God is saying no but I've placed it inside of you you know before you were born in your mother's womb before I formed you in your mother's womb I knew you and I placed I placed xyz in you you know so I think for me one of the greatest journeys is always having to align myself to who God says I am mm. because if I go according to what I believe I am and what I'm capable of there are many limitations I'm going to place on myself yeah. the limitations I'm going to place on what I think I can do yet God owns everything so even the things that I would not be able to do he's able to do mm. what did they say to Sarah is that what is impossible for men it's not impossible for God yeah so a lot of the times we're actually looking at the world and our own experiences when we make judgments and decisions yeah it all goes back to the mind eh? yeah. it all circles back to the mind because whatever you think it's it's actually how your mind like your world is going to be correct yeah so if you don't view yourself as um, somebody who's capable of doing great things you're not you end up you're going to end up not doing anything great yeah. yeah because that's how you view yourself but the beautiful thing is that god will always encourage you and bring in people who actually push you and reaffirm you to to realize that actually i can actually do this yeah. right all right so how do you beat imposter syndrome i think for me it's an everyday journey because you cannot make an assumption of the opportunities and chances that are going to come ahead of you because even in beating it there will be some people who can actually say no you're not capable for this opportunity um so it's important to constantly reconnect with god on a daily basis and say lord i'm so intimidated by this god i'm afraid god i don't know are you sure but that constant communication and connectedness to God will be the one that fuels us and gives us the courage. A lot of the times people say, even successful people, it's not that they lack fear, but they do it anyway. So I think for me, it's just realizing to do it anyway. And, and I think sometimes if you look at how we're able to deliver in our workplaces, we tend to deliver better at work than we do in our own personal lives. Yeah, that's very Because true. at work, there's somebody that's holding you accountable and you get it done. But why can't I exercise and execute at the same level without somebody else holding me accountable? Why can't I hold myself accountable? Mm. So for me, because I see myself showing up at work and doing a great job, I'm like, I need to do a great job for myself every single day. You know, so I think for me, it's just taking that journey every single day and creating habits that will also work and support the change that you want to make mm. because sometimes you're like you know what when i'm in a meeting i'm going to make sure that i i say something i make a comment 
but the same person I can easily one not read and prepare for the meeting so then because I've already not read and prepared for the meeting as people are talking I don't feel confident to comment because I'm not 100% sure about the document that they're talking about mm. so then it gives me the leeway to keep quiet because I want to protect um, and make sure that I do not say anything that's actually not aligned so I think for me, one of the greatest things has been I'm going to create habits around me that are going to help me to be able to show up authentically in different spaces. I don't always win. There are times where I walk away from a conversation and I'm like, you didn't show up authentically there. And I have to ask myself, but why? Maybe it's the tone of the person. Maybe I feel like I wasn't prepared. Self-awareness. I wasn't self-aware. And then yeah. and then once I recognize that, I know next time to say, okay, it's possible that she can approach me in this way. How do I respond to that? Maybe you are somebody that, that's overbearing. Maybe I need to limit my interactions with you. Or maybe I need to give you guidelines to say, Titi, when you speak to me, I prefer that you would be able to um, speak in this manner. This tone helps me to think. And, you know, instead of every time I have a conversation with you and I always feel like it's a zero for me, a one for you. Those are some of the things that end up making us feel inadequate to say you can't even speak for yourself as an adult. Mm. You know, so I think for me, it's creating habits that are helpful to navigate my path for success. And actually take um, responsibility for areas where I'm not showing up and I'm not doing things right. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge to say, look, um, you have to show up better, you know, for yourself, not for somebody else. And if you are given a task at work and you don't understand and you feel overwhelmed, ask details. What is it that you want me to do? What are the timelines? Do you have a template that I can follow? You know, you just ask so that you have all this information and tools that will enable you to start the project or the task as soon as possible. But most of the time, because maybe you, you're already feeling intimidated and you're not able to ask, you walk away with the assumption that you can do it. And then the next person thinks you understand and you don't understand. And they keep telling you, yeah, you're supposed to bring it by this date. And you don't even understand what you're supposed to do. So I think sometimes we also have to give ourselves grace and actually ask as much as we can so that we can be able to be ready to do what's required. Yeah. And where you're finding a challenge, go back to your leader and say, look, I'm struggling with this, you know, um, please support me. But sometimes we want to bring back the final product perfect, yet we still are navigating these emotions along the way. Be okay. It's okay to ask. And even if it's not within your workplace, you can call somebody, hey, I've been given a task to do X. Have you done it before? Can you help me? Can you support me? Because I find that people that struggle with um, imposter syndrome tend to be people that like want to do it all, want to carry the load all by myself, yeah, want to make sure. make it perfect. Yes, yeah. want to make it perfect. So now you also feel insecure by being able to ask for help. But when you can actually be able to ask for help and bring that perfect product. Yeah. 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 That is actually really beautiful. And I love how you touched on, on, on habits because there's this book, you know this book, Atomic Habits? Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm currently reading it. And one thing that the author mentioned that really got my attention was that um, when you want to uh, develop a habit, mm -hmm. you have to look at your identity, right? It all goes back to identity. Who are you? What do you like? Yes. And then, then from there, you can actually start... I'm pinpointing the mm. habits that you want to do, right? 
and um, one thing that he mentioned is that habits take a long time yes. to develop like it takes a long time and during that time there's this thing called the value of disappointment and that value of disappointment is literally long and, yeah. and people always fall off there and he gave this beautiful analogy of a stone cutter mm-hmm. that um, a stone cutter will hit one spot hundred times more until it cracks wow. yeah and that is the same um, concept with like developing a habit for example if you want to develop a habit of um, fitness for example yeah. um, the reason behind you um, um, developing that habit of being in being a fitness somebody is that you want to be healthy you want yeah. to live long therefore you're going you're going to have to develop you have to develop a system whereby you have to follow each and every day until it's in you yeah. and you can actually do it and it's the same thing with imposter syndrome yeah. that you develop a habit where like you will be proud of yourself that you'll be like i have become the best version of myself that is the whole point right yeah, yeah. okay so we're about to close the the episode but one more thing before I close, right? What is what advice would you give to somebody? One more advice, really, because you did give mm-hmm. advices. But one more advice that you'd give to a person that is really struggling with imposter syndrome. Because one thing we did not mention is that imposter syndrome is not a psychological diagnosis. Everybody suffers from imposter syndrome, right? It's not in that. When I look psychology, DSM, DS, something like that. Yeah, it's not part of that. It's not a psychological diagnosis. Everybody goes through it. But when you go through that, what should what what are the what what should a person do? Okay. I hope I was clear. Okay, I think I think okay. What I what I would like to re-emphasize is is the habits because. It's also a habit that has been formed within your mind and in your life mm. that you constantly question yourself. So I would go back to say, build habits around you that allow you to be able to show up authentically because it's about being authentic in your journey to say, I've been given this opportunity. I might not actually understand it, but I'm going to go for it. And sometimes it's going to require, if it's not a work situation, if you're not ready for it, to be able to say, look, I'm, I'm not actually ready and prepared to take this next time, right? But sometimes we carry so much because we're also wanting to prove certain things about ourselves and so forth. So a, a journey of authenticity, I think it's quite important as you navigate um, this journey of overcoming um, imposter syndrome and I think and then the other thing is also finding the root of it there we go one way or the other you, must you need know to identify for your journey what brought this about because most of the time the habits will deal with navigating that you would be able to perform and deliver and so forth but the essence of it is the one that we tend to ignore and then you're cutting the tree but you still have the root so i think identifying what is the root why am i here why do i think like this how did i end up making this part of my life and how do i reconcile sometimes you're able to do that all by yourself when you spend a lot of time one of the things that i learned during covid was spending a lot of time with me 
a lot of times we get so busy we're doing this we're doing that especially if you're somebody that's a type a personality always trying to make sure things are happening you're all over the place but you're never with you I learned to value spending time with myself and asking myself key questions that would be helpful to my personal development. Find out and ask yourself, or if you need to have a conversation with somebody, whether it be a friend, whether it be somebody that's a professional, to identify some of these challenges so that you can be able to say, okay, this is the route. And then the other thing that I found, which helped me as I discovered, I had to go have a meeting with the old Buinello, the mm. nine-year-old, the eight-year-old. Because I realized that I had allowed this eight-year-old to make big adult decisions. The pain, the disappointment, the discouragement that I experienced as a child, I allowed that Buinello to say, I will never do this. I will not do this. I will make sure my life becomes this. I am going to have this car. And a lot of the people, a lot of us, we make decisions not based on the current Buinello. The Buinello who has a limitation in terms of which car she can get financially. But I'm now responding and honoring to the eight-year-old who, by the way, had no comprehension of finances and reality and oh, inflation and all of those things. <laughs> yeah. But that kid makes a decision. And because you have not reconciled the pain that that kid experienced and where you are right now, you are honoring the eight-year-old. So for me, after realizing that a lot of my decisions, not just about responding to imposter syndrome but many other things i realized i needed to say farewell i needed to have a meeting with this kid and say hi you've you've done your best this far but it's time that i release you because Buinello, the adult is here and there are so many things that you do not comprehend that i now comprehend about where i am therefore bye thank you for your contribution but you've also caused me a lot of mistakes <laughs> you know and that for me was like super significant because i then re reconciled that the dream that the eight-year-old has and the 34-year-old has it's not the same i need to come here and say this has been my path these are my lessons this is how i want to navigate my future and my destiny and that has also helped me to be able to say Buinello, this is what you can afford this is what you're able to do therefore when when you are around people that can afford more than you, do, you do not need to feel inadequate. Because it also shows up in so many places, right? Other people are having bigger houses, bigger cars, traveling to places that seem further. And you feel like, but we're age mates. And how come I'm inadequate to go to these places? Mm. But the reality of the matter is that you people are at different stages. You have different responsibilities. You have different incomes. You have different visions. Maybe even at the core, you don't even want a, a triple story. Genuinely. But you are here now feeling inadequate over a, a point of success, quote-unquote, by something that you genuinely don't want. So when I reconciled myself to myself, I realized actually I'm comfortable with where I am. I'm comfortable with the choices that I make. Some people may not understand or even give me applause, but I'm at peace. I'm okay mm. with my car, actually. Mm. actually. Actually, like my car. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't need a new car. Yeah. Because if I did, it would mean I'd spend X and it would take away from my annual holiday trip that I actually value. It might not be to Italy. But hey, I'm in, I'm in Cape Town. Mm, mm, you know, mm. I might not have flown there, but I took a bus and I got to see the view. So once I realized that if we only reconciled ourselves to our present time, it will give us an opportunity to live in peace. And there will always be those times where you feel like, by this age, I should have had this. 
And then I'm like, but you know what? I actually don't have it. Mm. And maybe I actually don't want it. Let mm. me actually figure out when. Let me honor my journey and my path and not try and emulate somebody else's path. Yeah. Wow. Alright. Yeah, Reheri Tsavarites. Well done. Thank you so much for joining me today. And yeah, I hope you guys actually learned a lot because I learned a lot as a young adult. I'm like, okay. So baby girl, I'm a gadi now. Start um forming habits that are going to uh, compound and become something that is great if you are aspiring to be something like for example maybe you wanna grow in your career and get to the next level you know what you gotta do to get to that next level and beat that imposter syndrome that you're suffering from even in friendships and also like as a student in school we your imposter syndrome it's not only uh you don't suffer from it professionally but like how she mentioned even socially as a as a young adult your peers out here driving like a, a a golf gti and and you are here taking combis and your life isn't at the same pace as the other person it's very easy for you to get intimidated but it all goes back to self it goes all goes back to your identity and it all goes back to focus you need to focus so yeah Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for following the podcast and subscribing. I appreciate you guys. Let's live. Let's learn. We live and we learn and we grow together, right? Okay. Thank you guys for joining in. Bye. Bye.